A Solomon Islands political scholar says concerns China will base warships in Honiara following the finalization of a security treaty between the two countries is unjustified. The University of Hawaii's Director of Pacific Island Studies, Tarsisius Kabutaulaka, says the reaction from Australia, New Zealand and the United States is understandable, but establishing military bases in other nations isn't how China operates. He says the Beijing-Honiara security pact has also made it evident that domestic political differences are the biggest security threat for the Melanesian nation. He spoke to RNZ Pacific regional correspondent Kelvin Anthony. I can understand the reactions from Washington, D.C., Canberra and Wellington. And I think this was expected given the things that we've seen in the past. What I mean by the things we've seen is that China has provided police assistance in the form of equipment. And also a few Chinese police officers have been to Honiara. And there was an MOU that provided for that kind of assistance that was earlier signed. Given that, plus given the fact that China has signed security agreement or similar kinds of agreements with other Pacific Island countries, uh, it is understandable that the relationship with Solomon Islands would eventually lead to a security agreement. And, and I must say that the agreement with Fiji, the 2011 agreement, and then the supplementary agreement in 2014, if you have a look at it, it's much more comprehensive than the one that they have with the Solomon Islands. The Solomon Islands agreement is very broad and very vague. And I'm wondering whether that's intentional on the part of both Chinese government and also the Solomon Islands government. PM Sogavare has said that it is insulting to be seen as not being able to manage uh, his country's national affairs. Do you think that uh, Canberra, Wellington and Washington, do they see it from that perspective? I think there are different reactions from all these countries. And I see that the Minister for Foreign Affairs from New Zealand prefaced her comments about what happened in the Solomons by first saying that New Zealand acknowledges and respects Solomon Islands' sovereign rights to make these kinds of decisions and to create partnership with whoever they want. But having said that, I think they are concerned that this could escalate to much greater Chinese presence. I think, you know, the word coming out from all these different capitals is a recognition of the sovereignty that Solomon Islands has, but an expression of concern at the same time. There are, however, some really outlandish comments that, and one which we've seen coming out from Australia, which suggests this Australia's Cuban crisis, and also going on to suggest that this kind of agreement with China would give Australia the impetus, the reason to go into Solomon Island, overthrow the Solomon Islands government and take over. I don't think that Canberra shares that opinion, but it's, it, it illustrates the kind of ideas that circulate among some people in Australia. Now, in your analysis uh, for the Lowy Institute, you mentioned on the situation, you mentioned that to protect sovereignty, Pacific Island countries 
must build deep knowledge about the intentions of those that they have security partnerships with. What do you mean by that? So for me, I think the the greatest security threat is the lack of knowledge. Uh, take, for instance, the lack of knowledge, perhaps in the part of the Solomon Islands. And I say this with due respect to people in foreign affairs and others who work in Solomon Islands, but perhaps limited knowledge on how China operates. And in particular, in how China you know, has this thing about exporting its security apparatus. And they said it very clearly in their defense white paper of 2015 about exporting. So rather than having military bases in different countries, it's much more efficient to export China's security apparatus. And that is a lot to do with Chinese domestic security. So trying to ensure domestic security within China. But as Chinese investments and Chinese citizens move out of China, ensuring that the kind of security that you have domestically in China is also internationalized. And by internationalizing it, it becomes normalized and then therefore gives it legitimacy to be exercised out side of China. We've seen examples of that. For instance, the arrest of people in Fiji some years ago and their deportation back to China by deploying the Chinese police. We've seen it in Vanuatu as well. Uh, And so that way you protect China by internationalizing your security apparatus. You don't need to have military bases in other places. The picture that uh, in Australia, New Zealand, or even in Washington, that uh, some people have internalized is that there's going to be, you know, warships berthing at, at ports in the Solomon Islands. That is something that you don't see happening, right? Well, the other image that they have is the establishment of a of a of a naval base in the Solomons. I don't think that's going to happen, or at least it's not going to happen in the near future. That's not how Beijing operates. Beijing limits its international military presence. And as I mentioned in that article, the only military base that China has outside of China is in Djibouti in the Horn of Africa. And and therefore China, if if it can internationalize its security apparatus from China, then it does not necessarily need to have military bases. Now, having said that, the agreement also provides for Chinese ships to have provisions or to have stopovers. That's, you know, they're doing it in other forms already. But perhaps in the case of the Solomon Islands, we would see an increased visibility of that in the Solomons, but does not necessarily mean the establishment of a naval base. Now, in your analysis for the Lowy Institute, uh, you ended with saying that the geopolitical competition is exacerbating domestic divisions that are likely to trigger conflict in the Solomon Islands. What are the chances of this debate actually fueling conflict on the ground? Well, we've seen it already. I mean, the right in Honiara in November of last year is as much to do with the debate about anti-China as it is about an expression of political differences within the Solomons. And I think that a lot of the issues that fuel these divisions within Solomon Islands are internal, uh, some of it are personal. And you would know this if you know the people who are involved in this. And then they then appropriate international relations issues to create or to appropriate it, to use it, to express very domestic issues. The debate going on between the central government and the Malaita province. And if you know the people involved. 
world, that becomes really evident. Yes, the anti-China issue becomes an issue that you hang on which you hang your expressions of difference. And I think that's the biggest thing that is the, the most immediate security challenge for Solomon Islands is that that could degenerate into violent conflicts. We've seen it happen in November of last year, and uh, the differences continue to exist. And I think some of our development partners, our international partners who do not really understand the nuances of domestic politics in the Solomons, they help to fuel that. And if they can understand how their actions or their rhetoric fuels that domestic difference and therefore conflict, I think they, they might learn about how they deal with it.